Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 648. Today we are going before the awakening. Yes, we're taking a trip back in time with Greg Rucka, the author of the novel Before the Awakening, which is actually a collection of three sort of short stories, novellas if you will, about Finn, about Rey, and about Poe Dameron. And we've got Finn in the crosshairs today. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Amy Rackliff from Phillips Sith, and you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7 by 7 I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and before we begin, I wanted to mention to you something that we talked about a couple episodes ago, about the fact that Mark Hamill had been promising another gift from Episode 8, and <laughs> this time we were supposed to believe him. Eh, I guess he kind of came through on this one for Daisy Ridley's birthday. He had a photo taken of himself and Daisy Ridley, and Daisy Ridley's giving him a piggyback ride, <laughs> and yeah... Of course, the internet exploded over that, and everybody started making Photoshop changes to it. A lot of them began with turning Mark Hamill into Yoda, or creating a Yodified version of Mark Hamill riding on Ray's back. So, yeah, it suddenly evoked training images and montages from The Empire Strikes Back. And then, of course, the internet went out of control with it, and we will link to the story on Mashable where they had a number of examples of this at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. All right, so let's talk about Finn's story in Before the Awakening. And this is a full spoiler broadcast in the sense that I'm going to tell you anything and everything that comes to mind that's relevant to share from this particular book. So if you have not yet read the book and you don't want the book to be spoiled for you, then by all means, it's been nice talking with you today and we'll catch you tomorrow. (laughs) But if you are interested in hanging out for it, Here's the brief scoop on what goes down. So Finn is in a simulation with his fire team, and unfortunately one of the members of his fire team is lagging behind, which is an as-usual thing, and Finn manages to save him, but it also turns out to be a strategically decent thing to do. It ends up helping them in the capture and uh, destruction of a rebel force guarding a bunker. And unfortunately, Captain Phasma takes note of the fact that he's showing something akin to empathy and is not too happy about it at all. Already, we're getting the word that Finn is in the top 1% of his class, that he is exemplary if he is going to be an officer at some point. This is a you know possible future path for him. And Captain Phasma shares her misgivings with General Hux, but nothing comes of it immediately. The next big scene has to do with some weapons training that all of the First Order stormtroopers are getting as they all sense that things are ramping up to an actual deployment. We're seeing them as cadets right now on a training base that is not named and not uh, given the location. But during the training with the weapons, somebody gets to that weak link member of Finn's fire team and really does a number on him. And basically, it's one of those things where, you know, if it's one on one and the winner stays in the circle until the next challenger comes in and then the next challenger comes in and so on and so forth. So unfortunately, Slip, who's the that's the nickname of the guy 
the weak link on Finn's fire team, and he gets the snot beaten out of him by another trooper, not in his fire team. But eventually he has to work his way back around into the combat circle, and Finn is the king of the hill at that point. And Finn is feeling very badly about the fact that Slip is not really at his best at this point. He's groggy, his footwork is messed up, and he starts kind of going easy on him, but then realizes that if if he lets Slip win and actually get one in, then Slip is just going to get the snot beaten out of him again by some other fire team person. And, uh, yeah, already instructors are starting to not be happy with Finn for toying with Slip for so long. So he puts Slip down as gently as possible. And, of course, he ends up getting a talking to about how Slip has to stand or fall on his own, and if he falls, then the First Order is cleansed of its weakness, and if he stands, then the First Order is stronger. So, yeah, real survival of the fittest stuff. So the climactic event happens with a deployment, an actual deployment, as the troopers had begun to suspect they were going to get, to a place called Pressy's Tumble, which is an artificial asteroid field where mining for the First Order is happening. There's rumors about what they're mining there and how it's supposed to be helpful to the First Order, but nobody knows for sure. All they know is that they're there to restore order, quote-unquote, as Captain Phasma says, and that there have been Republic agents sabotaging the equipment and fomenting dissent among the workers. And so eventually, Finn and his fire team get called into a room where there are miners trying to negotiate different uh, terms with the First Order for the work that they're doing. And true to First Order form, Phasma walks into the (laughs) negotiating room with the fire team and tells the fire team to kill the miners outright. And they all kind of stand there dumbfounded. And Slip, who is the one who's been having such a hard time, ends up being the first one to fire. And just like happened on Jakku, Finn raises his blaster and he's about to shoot one of them, but he sees the misery of the poor miner on his face. He just can't do it. He absolutely cannot do it, even though he tries to convince himself that it might be merciful to end this poor creature's horrible life, you know, and all the pain and suffering that he or she has been through. Can't get himself to pull the trigger and slips is the one who ends up doing it for him of course finn's lack of firing at the miners is not lost on phasma who ends up sighing later in disappointment at the fact that finn is just not shaping up to be the officer material that she thought he would be but she decides to give him one last chance noting that because there was no shooting going on in the situation she put him in that maybe if she gives him a situation where people are going to be shooting back at him that maybe he will somehow react differently and things will click into place for him. And guess where that situation's going to be? Yes, indeed. You probably figured it out by now. It is going to be the attack on the village of Tuanal on Jakku. That's the last bit of information we get in the story is that they are just about to go out to Jakku and go on a new mission. So that Pretty much does it for Finn's pre-awakening story. And there are a lot of little details to share about the First Order and about Finn himself and his fire team that I think you'll really find fascinating. And I will share those with you in tomorrow's episode. So stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles 
anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. All right, time for a trivia question for you. I don't know what to do! Last time we asked you how many different types of rank-and-file stormtroopers we see in The Force Awakens, and that's four. The regular stormtrooper, the flame trooper, the snow trooper, and the riot control trooper. Today's question, what species is the X-Wing pilot Elo Asti in The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get set up for your attack run, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not three marks at 210, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.